What is up, everybody? I am here to um, do my live Q&A, like I'm doing three times a week now, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7 p.m. So if you ever have questions you'd like to jump in on uh, and ask live or ask in advance, you can do that here. Let me, sorry, trying to get my computer the way I wanted it here. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I've got, um, I've got four questions uh, that I took beforehand that I'm going to answer here. And if anybody sees this later, I've tagged you guys in this who asked the questions. If anybody sees this later and would like for me to answer a question, um, ask it then. If you see it live, ask it and I will answer live. All right. All right, let's see. So Will says, was just thinking about this on the elliptical this morning. Fat burning or car or cardio circuit. Seems like heart heart health is better all around than fat burn. I generally do half an hour three days a week, which is more profitable overall. So with this question, I wasn't exactly sure what he meant. I thought he meant settings on the elliptical. I reached out and um, asked to clarify, and he said yes. So um, a higher prolonged heart rate. He, his question is: Will a higher prolonged heart rate burn more calories? So basically, um, there are settings on the elliptical. Um, one of them is more to geared toward like intervals. I'm assuming will correct me if I'm wrong, but like um, more more geared toward intervals. So like you know high rate of exertion, and then followed by a moderate and kind of alternating, and then um, one is a prolonged you know what we call steady state cardio, where this is when you see somebody go in the gym and get on the treadmill and stay at the same pace for like 45 minutes or whatever. Um, that's steady state cardio. What I will tell you, um, what burns more calories is the high, is, is what's known as high intensity interval training. There have been studies on this. Basically, um, if you go in there and you do high intensity interval training, uh, meaning let's say let's use the elliptical as an example because that because that's what you were talking about. If you hop on the elliptical and you just for 30 minutes, let's, let's say 45 minutes, for 45 minutes, you just sit like at a very kind of slow, like relaxed pace. You can talk to other people while you're doing it kind of thing. You will burn fewer calories, significantly fewer calories than if you were to go in there for like 10 to 15 minutes and do really hard intervals, kind of like uh, you push really hard for about, you know, a minute and then you rest for two minutes, something like that. Not rest totally, but go to a moderate pace. So again, if you were to go from 45, if you would go 45 minutes of steady state cardio on the elliptical or whatever else, where you're just going the same pace, uh, moderate pace, you can look over and talk to the person next to you or whatever without being out of breath you will burn significantly fewer calories than if you were to do 10 to 15 minutes of high intensity interval training, which is something like a one minute all out sprint, two minute moderate pace and keep keep doing that. And that the time matters far less. So that, like I, what I just said, one minute and two minutes, that matters far less than the fact that you're doing in intervals instead of the steady state. And I prefer that because not only, I mean, yeah, of course it's more intense, a bit more difficult, um, but uh, it takes less time and I'm always a fan of saving time. So uh, that's what I would say. The only reason I would tell you to do steady state instead is if no, only two reasons. Number one, if you're training for a marathon or something that is just that long endurance based type thing or two that's the only thing you're motivated to do and can get your motivation up to go do um, if the intervals are intimidating and they keep you from going stick with the steady state otherwise do intervals all right let's see here next question dane uh dane left me a video message asking this question i love those video messages he says what do you do when you make a commitment and put the workout on your calendar 
and then somebody asks you to do something else that would change your workout. What's your philosophy on whether you should move the workout to a different time or say no and keep your commitment? So this is a great question um, because it happens all the time. And this goes more into the time management side of my coaching even than the fitness piece because you know, you can so easily get, you can so easily make a plan and allow it to be distracted, allow yourself to be distracted. So Dane, the way I would answer this is, uh, I guess there are two questions that I would ask myself and that I do ask myself when this happens, because it happens to all of us. All right. Number one is, number one question is how important is this, right? So like, how important is this? Is this a, um, an emergency, you know, you've heard of, you've heard of urgent, uh, what is it? Urgent versus important. You know, everybody thinks what they're trying to get you to do is urgent, right? Um, but is it really important? So that's the first question. If this is, is this somebody at the hospital, like needing me to be there immediately? Or is this somebody just wanting to like grab dinner or somebody wanting me to swing by the store to grab something on the way home or whatever? You know what I mean? Like you have to kind of weigh, where is it? And I would say, like, let's say 10 is most important, one is least important. If it's anything below like a seven, I would still go do the workout. All right. So like, that's the first question. The second question is, do I expect this to be a normal thing? And a lot of that has to do with who the person in your life is, right? So if this is a friend who you haven't seen in 10 years, and you're probably not going to see him again, because he lives on the other side of the country or whatever. Okay, that's an exception. Let's go for it. Go hang out with a friend. But if it's you know, a spouse, uh, a significant other, uh, your best friend who lives 10 minutes away, whatever, I would say no. I would say, hey, I've, I know it's not normal for me. It hasn't been normal for me, but this is a new pattern I'm trying to establish. I'm trying to work out at this time. If you need to, especially with a spouse, put it on a calendar with a shared, you know, put it on a shared calendar so that they remember, because as long as they're supportive of your goals, uh, that should be enough reminder to be like, you know what, uh, he's doing this at, at this point. You know what I mean? He's doing this during this time, so I'm not going to distract him from that because I'm supportive of the goal. Now, if they're not supportive of the goal, that's another conversation. But assuming that the person is supportive of your goals, um, I would share that. And, you know, I would say the majority of people uh, are understanding. Every now and then you run into somebody who's not. And if they're not understanding of you trying to of you trying to better your health and just, you know, be more effective at what you're doing in life, uh, then I would say, like, tell them I'm sorry, because, you you know, if it's if this is if you have identified this as something that should be a priority in your life, then you've got to help other people understand that it's a priority as well. Um, and if they can't do that, then they might just have to be a little upset about it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my, um, that's my response to it. How important is this? Weigh it on a scale of one to 10. How, how likely is this to become a recurring thing? Is this going to be normal? Those are the two questions I'd ask about it. All right, let's see here. Justin says, how many recovery days do you use to reset and heal? Um, so it, I'm, I'm going to assume, I think just from, from questions you've asked before, Justin, I'm going to assume that you're talking about strength training. Um, and if that's the case, I would say it would depend on your workout program, right? So if you're doing, I've mentioned a program on here last week or a few days ago, whenever it was, somebody asked of a good three-day program and I recommended starting strength. Starting strength is a total body program. So you're going to go in there, you're going to do squats, you're going to do an upper body lift, either a bench press or overhead press, and you're going to do deadlift all in one day. So if you're doing that, 
you don't want to go work any other real, really any other muscle group again the very next day if you've really pushed yourself like you should have because you're you're not going to be recovered from that, you know. But typically, you will be recovered enough to do it again the following day. So if you were to go in there Monday and do a total body session, um, I would rest on Tuesday and then I would go in there and do it again on Wednesday. But if you're doing something more like the, you know, the, the bro split, which is like a five, typically five, six day program, but you're doing body, different body parts, different muscle groups, you know, um, as long as you structure that well, you can work out every day. If you train legs on Monday, you can go train chest on on Tuesday without it really being an issue. You know what I mean? The same goes really for like an upper lower split. Some people go in there and do their heavy lower stuff um, one day and then go in the next day and do a a heavy upper day. You know, that's fine as long as you're not taxing the same muscle group. Because remember, the, the formula here is stress plus recovery equals the adaptation you're looking for. And if you just do stress, stress, stress in the form of workouts, but no time for recovery, you're not going to see the results you want and you're going to wind up um, having other symptoms of overtraining that manifest differently in every person. You know, sometimes it's sleeplessness, sometimes it's just extreme soreness, whatever. So, uh, you know, I would say with that, um, it depends on your program. If it's total body, rest a day in between each. If it's, um, if it's more of like the, the an upper lower or a, a bro split where you're doing a body part, um, a muscle group each day or whatever, um, you, it's fine as long as you structure it well. You know, you want to do, you still want to make sure that you're giving each muscle group rest. All right, so let's see. All right. So Reginald asked, Duda, what's up, Reginald? I see you jumping here. Um, he said, he was asking me why, um, why would you change incline and dips? So this is this is a follow-up to a, a, a previous question, but he says, why would you change your incline and dips to 10? Why why would they either not go to failure or stop at three? Going to three is looking to overload. Going to 10 is looking for endurance. So here's what I'd say to that. I think that like um, when we're assuming that the, that the goal is muscle and strength gain, um, the reason that I would go to 10 reps on some of these accessory lifts rather than rather than um to failure is because the way my philosophy is i like to set a certain amount of time a certain amount of reps rather so for me for instance if i'm going to if my main goal is size i'm going to i'm going to do 10 reps and i'm going to do 10 reps until i can't like until until i need to move up so like for instance um I'm at the point now where I've been trying to get, uh, I've been, I just got today 240 for 10 reps on my bench press. And now that I got 240 next week, um, when I do that workout, I'm going to try to go for, I've got fractional plates. 245 is too big a jump for me at this point, but I would do 240. I'm going to go for 242 and put a one pound plate on each side in addition. So I'm going to go for 242 by 10 and I'm going to keep trying to push up what I can do for 10 reps. Um, if I were to try to try to do, go to failure, you know what I mean? If I, that, that real essentially is the same thing. It's essentially the same thing because I could not have gotten an 11th rep. You know what I mean? So it, I was technically going to failure. I just do it in a bit more of a structured way than like grabbing the bar and just doing it until I can't anymore because that's, that's easier for me to track. You know what I mean? That's why I do it that way. That's why I recommend people do it that way. For me, anything that makes something easier to, to pay attention, either easier to track, um, because when it is better, because when you have the data, you can figure out what's working and what's not working versus you're just like, oh, I went in there and I went to failure. I don't actually know how many I did. I just went to failure. 
you know, so um, I, I just prefer it. It's a preference. You know, if you wanted to go in there and, and go to failure with a certain amount of weight, as long as you track the weight and then you try to go up higher the next time uh, and go to failure, it's going to accomplish the same basic thing. It's just easier for me to track. That's why I like it. Um, but I would say that more accurate, I would say it's more accurate to say that like 15 plus reps. And then these are, these are kind of like, they're kind of arbitrary dividing lines it's just kind of like a, a a clean place to do it but it's not always necessarily true but 15 plus reps is generally accepted as like that's endurance it, when you're talking 10 to 12 reps you're still really looking at hypertrophy you know trying to gain muscle um and then when you're looking at lower reps like like especially the three that you talked about that's really like pure strength um you know it, now let me just say if you're a beginner anybody watching this any of these rep ranges is going to get you stronger and add size, add, add muscle because you're, you've gone from doing nothing or you've gone from doing just like body weight training or cardio or whatever to something that you can scale and add weight to consistently. And if you do that, you will gain muscle. You will gain strength. What I'm talking about, like Reginald, is, that is, is at an intermediate level once you get past those initial gains um, in strength and muscle. So, yeah, that is how I'd answer that. Let's see. That's the four I had. Does anybody, I'll hang out for just a second to see if anybody has any remaining questions. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap this up. But yeah, these are some good questions today. I like, I like how some of these are too, are also like time management related too, because I think that's such an, uh, the reason that I've started not just doing, because I've been doing it for a while, but promoting time management as part of my coaching is because I think it's such an underserved and under, uh, like kind of a yeah underserved thing in fitness like you don't really see many people helping co coach people through time management issues and it really is one of the biggest issues people can be people can know what to do people can be motivated to do it but if they don't have the, a plan for their time you know if they don't have a routine or they don't have it time blocked or whatever it looks like for them it's just not going to happen consistently it's going to happen based on circumstances so yeah. All right. I gave it a little time. I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you guys for jumping on here.